0: Hello, good evening. Welcome to another edition, another another drive by edition of the Cantina Mexis podcast. I'm glad to have you with us as always. Uh, it'll be another gentleman's agreement edition of the Cantina Mexis podcast as on my television... Uh, that person signed heavily back, that joins us from Southern California. Joel Aceves Seves joins us as a Chivas fan. Joel Aceves, how are you, sir?
1: Doing good, doing good. It's it's season is looking very good for Chivas. Very positive start and um you know changing fortunes seems to be at hand
0: how long do you think Joel, that these fortunes will be uh, will be tipped in favor of the chivas of the of the rebaño sagrado I was going to say well, how would you what would you describe chivas like one way to describe chivas the rebaño sagrado exactly rebaño.
1: <laughs> the sacred herd um, but no uh, you know the team is not that strong um a few injuries, suspensions and, and they're gonna suffer. Uh but because because uh Liga MX has liguilla, you don't have to be top four. You could <laughs> you could go in through that coveted eighth eighth seed. So and, and I think Chivas is, is uh you know strong enough to at least uh, sneak through well,
0: there. Normally, Joel, I would cupu the eight seed, but <laughs> Pumas won their B campeonato being the eight seed. Yeah. Uh, when when Veracruz was, uh, believe it or not, Veracruz of all teams was the number one seed, and Pumas was able to knock them out, and then uh, and then uh, a couple of golden <laughs> goals took care
1: of,
0: took, took care of Monterrey in the uh, in the final. So.
1: Yeah. Yes, well, the eight and- seed
0: has has, has a. Has a, has a
1: yeah, yeah as, and,
0: as, as good a chance as anybody else.
1: Yeah, and and you know the other other the other one, team is also doing good. Um nah, which hang on, is hang on, hang on,
0: hang on. So you're you're telling me, Joel, that Guadalajara and Atlas won on the same weekend, probably for the first time in in at least ten or years. It doesn't
1: yeah. happen. Yeah, it's a for yeah first time in a long time both, Guadalajara based mm-hmm. team uh, won. And uh, the Zorros just beat your Pumas in Copa MX action in Seúl one zero. Uh, so I mean, looks like that last, you know, because we yeah we were we were like everyone else laughing at them. <laughs> well, well, I mean, sure. you know, uh, because of uh, Rafa Marquez commentary about we're, we're the fourth we're the fourth best from the bottom up uh with presupuesto with with uh, you know money to build a squad. So yeah they 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 probably had to moneyball it <clears throat> you know be pretty smart with who they bring in and uh who knows but but you know you know you know the guy makes it could be deceiving <laughs> you know the first four or five fechas can be deceiving. Uh, I don't
0: probably know if you that remember Atlas, so
1: you remember like I 10 years it. ago, yeah,
0: they started off 3 and over at nine points in the first place. Then they went another game for like 10 weeks.
1: So, Damn. yes, Well, <laughs> the closest one I remember was uh, Tijuana. Uh, they mm-hmm. went, I think, half the season, they went and they were undefeated at home. And they were top the to table, and everyone was thinking they were candidates for the Liguilla. And then all of a sudden, they crashed pretty hard, <clears throat> ended up not even qualifying.
0: Well, you know, Atlas is, is not a team to, to to completely avoid taking advantage of situations. I remember on about 10 years ago, I think it was, uh, in the Copa Libertadores, and they went down to the Bombonera. This was in, the, I think, either round of 16 or the quarterfinals. I forget. It was in the knockouts for sure. And they tied 2-2. So they had two away goals, and they were heading back to the, they were heading back to the Jalisco for the second leg. So all they had to do was you know essentially you know win 1-0 or, 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 or tie one one, and they were through. Not only were they through, but they were going to through they were going through by beating Boca Juniors, which, as we all know, is one of the more prestigious South American clubs, if not you know definitely in the in the top four or five. So what does Atlas do for the in the first ten minutes of the game? They're down three zero. So 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 Atlas is a team that just cannot handle any kind of success. So uh, despite the fact that both Chiefs and Atlas both won, I fully expect Atlas to uh, do their uh, <laughs> return to normalcy relatively quickly.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um yeah that is Rafa Marquez project. It' be pretty sad uh, to see I know he really wants he wants to make Atlas great again, uh, and it's quite a task.
0: Well, when, when were they ever great?
1: 1950 oh 51 <laughs>
0: 1951 Now, now when, when, when he was playing before he went to Monaco, they came really close. Did they make a final or, or did they or did it come close
1: they, they make the final? And they went to penalty kicks. And I remember because um, after Marquez scored his penalty, he he grabbed his crotch. <laughs> I
0: think As he was sending does, a message.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot who he was sending the message to. Uh, but they lost to Toluca. I think it was Cardoso, who is now at Chivas. Full circle. Full circle, Yon. <laughs> circle of
0: life, for circle yeah. of life. a exactly right.
1: full circle here. Yeah, and Cardoso was a striker for Toluca at the time, and uh, yeah, and La Volpe, La Volpe was was the coach for for Atlas. He was a coach. Now, was, that the Atlas, was, was that the Atlas?
0: Was that the Borghetti and Rafa, and Pavel Pardo? Was it Was, it, was it that group or had Borghetti already left? He had already he
1: left, had, no? Yeah, I think they had left. I think it's when they had uh, Osorno. And they had, uh, I think it was Sepeda. There was this one, what they call him, El Calucha, I think. It was this tragic, I don't know if you remember. Uh, it was pretty tragic with the, it was this like, promising striker, and he was in a car crash, and he had his leg amputated.
0: Was it the scoring leg?
1: <laughs> too soon. No, maybe not too soon. That was years ago. Uh I don't know which, thing, but that was that was it, man. That was it for his oh, yeah. career. That is, that is such an Atlas story, uh, you
0: know. Just, uh, you know, they finally get a guy, and then yeah. So, you know, we, we make fun of Atlas a lot on the show, and and you know, I actually believe it or not, I know an Atlas. I don't know if you want me to tell people that he's an Atlas fan, but the the play by play Spanish voice of the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Mavericks. Victor Villalba is an Atlas fan, believe it or not, and uh, it is uh, a pretty remarkable story as to how he because he never lived in Guadalajara, and he only lived in he only lived in Mexico for a short period, and it was when he was going to the uh, to the American School. Anybody that knows anything about Mexico City, the American School is kind of in the like southwest part of the city, Over by the ABC Hospital on on uh, Observatorio. And he lived, you know, most of the American school were gringos, obviously. They went most of them lived uh, either in Polanco or Las Lomas. Well he lived nowhere near that. So on his Saturday his Saturday nights, instead of hanging he was hanging out with Atlas, because that was the thing on Saturday night. So that's how he ended up. Uh by just the geographical incompatibility in- 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 with his friends, Victor Villalba became an Atlas fan because that was the team that was on. And if you remember, they were on at 9 o'clock on Saturday nights forever. I'm not sure what time they yes. on now, but that was that was the Atlas time. And so that was what yeah. he would watch. He would watch Atlas.
1: Yeah, and if you got to see that team with La Volpe, um, that was an exciting team to watch.
0: I remember uh, okay. one time I had uh, I was in college and I went back to Mexico. We used to, well, as as I'm sure you know, who I was very fresco when I was living in Mexico. We were going back to my grandmother's house who lived in Acapulco. So we were at the at the Mexico City airport, and I was at the of, of, of a game, and I had to assume it was it was close to the final because it was late the mid and it was an Atlas goal where the the guy was a throw-in where the guy does a thing where he puts the ball down and then flips and then like because he's like a trebuchet, you know, just just slings the ball goes like fifty yards in, in into the area and they end up scoring a goal. I think, holy crap, Atlas has just won the championship. Of course, that wasn't the case. I that it wasn't what happened, but I thought I thought has hell has hell really frozen over that Atlas is now winning championships next because at that time I was I was uh, not as attuned to uh, Mexican soccer as I am now. So, obviously, it wasn't the case. Atlas did not win the championship. But I was uh, very surprised to see, uh, frankly, any kind of Atlas highlights on the TV. Because when I think of Atlas, I think of a team that is constantly battling the relegation battle. That's the Atlas I know (laughs) of. Chivas how? Chivas Joel. what is going on with Chivas? They had a, they got a big big win over 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 Tijuana. A solid Joel. You seem to think and 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 I and I think that you you have asked your your fellow Chivarmanos, the ones that went out on loan last season, do you have recalled them?
1: Yes. It, it, it's It is the it coast is it's clear. It's time,
0: time to come back. It's time to come back to the rebaño. It lo- it looks like Chivas is, is poised to have a a pretty good season, e- you know, even, even even with or without the new refuerzos that appeared to all get injured in, in the game
1: it, against uh the one. Yeah, they were dropping like flies. Um well I, I think it's it's they were pretty smart with, with how uh you know with how they set up the team and they knew they knew last season that that it was going to be difficult, and, and but that they needed they needed to get a lot of the younger youth players. They needed to, you know, for a lot of them to develop or to get more playing time and see which ones are ready. Um, and they came six. They were six points short from Ligilla. Um It was it was Queretaro that ended up qualifying. And six points that's just two games, um, and and so so with with. Um, well let's let's look upcoming
0: so they had twenty Whatever. points. They they, they made seventeen yeah. games. They were able to muster up twenty points.
1: Yeah, and only they only won one game in at home.
0: So they've already so, I mean, equaled their home yeah. win total yeah.
1: from last season. That they did. That they did. But but if you look at the calendar, they're gonna have some accessible games uh at home. So, I mean, they could easily win, uh, I would say, four games at home. It's it's within the realm no. of possibilities to say, oh, they, they won well, four.
0: Strike, games. strike up the ghosts of the Campionissimo. they're going to win four games at home.
1: <laughs> um, but,
0: yeah. Are they going to bring back the Jai is, is Chava going to no, make it, an appearance?
1: It's just the rivals, you know, It's it's the rivals you get. Uh, so they they, they were they're gonna get some, some good some good rivals. Um, I don't have the calendar with me.
0: So, so, so um, who who are the rivals? then? so they have they get the classics at home. The Super yeah. Classico's at home. And, yeah. And, 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 maybe, they, and they get and they get uh, they get Monterrey at home.
1: Yeah, but those those weren't the those aren't the accessible games. I'm talking about... um, Okay, hold on. Here it is. I have it now. Um, So they're going to get Toluca, which I think they could draw, you know? Um, Right. But that's that's not the teams that I was thinking of at home. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be Tiburones, which... I'm starting to have second thoughts playing it in in a bit because I forgot something very important about Tiburones. Uh, but Tiburones on paper, it should be one of the accessible teams and Atlas, which is the, <laughs> the other one that they're doing good and, uh, and these teams I didn't want to do good. But these are two home games that um and, and then and then there's Lobos blew up Puebla and Leon. So I mean out of those five games, if they win three and they already beat Tijuana, that would be four home wins. Uh so that's why I st- I still I still maintain they could get four minimum. Uh and so, then so you so never they're
0: know. they're Happy home to the coveted twenty six point threshold they need yes. to be in yes, the eighth sir. seed of the league.
1: Yeah, and then you never know, just because how unpredictable the league is. Uh, if they were to be a Monterrey or in America, it, it wouldn't be that far-fetched, you know, just because it's happened before. It's, you know, league is...
0: Well, it happened about, about every eight years ago, so you got at least at least seven more years to wait. <laughs>
1: Before the comment yeah. returns. Yeah, well, well, Yona, I'm still, I still think 2020 is Chiwa's number. I have mm-hmm. it at
0: 2020.
1: Could they be It could be apertura, but I still think 2020. Um, I think this team is 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 uh, you know, is. We're talking about Chivas team that. that yeah, night, they they, they, they won it not so long ago. Chivas like, did win the, the league not so long ago and and, and, the, and the and the um CONCACAF so i mean it's it's some of those players are still going to be there um but i, I do think does, does,
0: does what Chivas's happen? big big Chivas's big win over Tijuana does that erase the terrible performance they had at the Club World Cup
1: Oh Where for sure were- man I don't know what fans thought that Chivas was going into the club's World Cup.
0: Well, they thought they were going to win it. I mean, if you ask any Chivas fan, you know. Yeah. I mean, Real Madrid was playing so bad, they thought it was going to be a flan. They couldn't even get by the Kashima Antlers.
1: Yeah, and, and that was the other, you know, the, the team that we, some of these teams we tend to, you know, just not not respect. Uh, no, even no respect. If we don't know much about them. But I I think I I think those expectations were were pretty. I, I just I just think uh, a lot of the fans just get excited and then they don't they don't see the reality of things and and how just where the team is and, and where it's trying to be at. That just wasn't the moment. It's so, so where, it where's was, the team right now? I, I think. I think because they were they were looking for changes and 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 doing cambios and there was still some disgruntled you could say like disgruntled players that that just weren't happy with the changes. Uh, one of them was Edwin who was sent to Pachuca and and he badmouthed uh, Cardoso in in um, social media. You know, called him a pendejo on Instagram. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think Pachuca made him apologize. So he issued a public apology. But he was one of the guys that was, like, pissed. He was saying now he deserved to play Club's World Cup because um, he helped the team get there, you know. And, and for the club, you know, like, just what Cardoso has to do is you have to bring in new players, which is one of the reasons someone like Salcido needed to go. Can't, can't keep, he, he was just holding back some of the younger talent that need uh, just need playing well, I mean, time, there, need no opportunity.
0: That's, I see the over, overstated as well, if anybody. Yeah. That. But, you know, to, to, to uncere- unceremoniously just, you know, you know it, it's kind of like that scene in, at the end of Amadeus when, mm-hmm. when Wolfgang finally dies, right? And they just basically cover him in life and throw him in an unmarked grave. He's a cabal. And they just, there was no, you know, there was no send-off. There was no homenaje. They, just, they just said, hey, he's not part of the team. And then you probably had to find out, from, you know, he probably got a text, oh, by the way, don't come to the training camp because you're not going to be on the team. You know, you know, a player of this caliber, a player who, you know, played and played well in three World Cups, helped, helped Chivas win some trophies. Was part of a, of a of a dazzling team back in the back in the aughts. So, you know, to me, as as close as you can get this century to an ídolo for Chivas in, in Carlos Ancido. You know, at the, at the very least, you know, send out a message. You know, publicly thanking him for the service that he's provided for the club. You know, he's a he's a he's a, You know, he's a. By the Hueso Colorado from day one. And, 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 and for Eindhoven, for Ein, freaking Eindhoven, where he played for just a couple of years, to give him an homenaje and Chivas didn't. So this is the kind of stuff, boy that drives me crazy about Liga NX and their complete lack of understanding of public relations and, uh, and, 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 how the, and how they manage the message of what it is that they're trying to do. You know, all they had to do with Carlos Alcido was to, was was to thank him publicly and you know just just you know just 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 send out any, any kind of you know warm you know warmest regard, you know, thank you so much, you know, Capitan Carlos for everything you've done to Chivas. Good luck in the next in the next in the next in la próxima etapa de subida, right? Boom. Done. You know, they could have a little press conference with them. You know, we talked through. He's not part of our plan. You know, they can lie there, lie their out. You know, whatever it is. But, 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 but the way they did it, it's like, I mean, seriously. And of course, Chivas fans oh, he was terrible the last two years, so he deserves it. No, my man, come on.
1: Yes, like I agree. I agree, Jon. I agree. I, I completely agree. agree.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Shame on Chivas for treating Carlos way.
1: <laughs> Salsa, but uh, they, I think you know, just just, Cheers uh, was smart in what they did, and, and they took the criticism that was just coming, uh, and they inherited some from Almeida, the, the Almeida fans, very apologetic, <laughs> but he he played his part. In, in some of the mess that is the team uh not winning at home and two two seasons without liguilla um but but I think they were they were smart in, in the players they brought in. Uh Alexis Vega Villalpando they were. They were. and yeah, uh, player Moisés.
0: Uh, yeah I mean, yet, frankly before his entry was oh so, yes. He would have been a you know he would have been a starter in the World Cup as a defender. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Whether in twenty fourteen or even twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah, and, and and you know, so, so what, what gives me confidence, there's going to be money coming in. Uh, so this summer, the the, contra- the television renews for the U.S., so they might have a big big uh, bonus right there. Um, you know, let's see, Telemundo or Fox might pony up. So right, and, my, and, and, my and, 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 and
0: the nonlinear portion of it, you know, the online portion... Is much more attractive in the U.S. than it ever was, ever, ever ever would be in Mexico. You know, there's a bunch of Chivas fans that would happily to in Chivas if that was the only way they could do it. As yeah. long as they partnered with like an Amazon or a Netflix or whatever to carry Oh Netflix.
1: yeah, yeah. No, they they they, they missed they missed they they went wrong on that one. But but with you know, just just for so like by 2020, I feel some some players will be available where where the team can with 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 the new influx of money that they should be able to land one or two you know good players that could that could help push the team into in, into not only qualifying for league, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and. Uh, you know, have a decent shot at winning the title. So, I mean, Marco Fabian could be one of those players. Doesn't seem like he's stuck at Frankfurt, but I don't think he's part of the team's plans. Um,
0: yeah, I fully expect know. Marco Fabian to move uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I was hoping yeah? he would move to Pumas. Other Pumas fans Pumas. thought that I was crazy for, for suggesting it, but I mean, frankly, you, you know, you know. In budget, they could pay for that plays as well as Marco
1: Fabian
0: yeah. that could help Pumas instantly.
1: That would exactly. instantly help Pumas. So I, I think that that's like one of the players, uh, you know. But there there will be others. Um, that that um, the other one was um, the defender from from Monterrey. Um. So, um. Montes. Toro. Huh? Cesar Montes. Yes. Cesar Montes. He wanted to. He wanted to join Chivas, so that's a good sign. Uh, we gotta wait and see how. If he's still in the plans,
0: you know. Did, did he? Did he fully recover from his from his uh,
1: from his injury? Oh, did he? Did he?
0: Did he fully wake up from the anesthesia that he wants to play for Chivas or? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but that would be a big capture. I mean, you get those two players and, and they automatically elevate elevate the team. Uh, so who knows? They we're still have touch. they still have a year. They still have a year for that. Uh, a lot can happen course, in that time.
0: You know, Chofis, you, know, you know, that they, that they can build the way. You know, They're waiting for Chofis trophies, trophies to unchain un- 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 himself from the from the uh, shackles of, of mediocrity and then prove to the world, you know, why, <laughs> why Real Madrid was, a, was, was, a, was, a, was a very hesitant pass on, uh, on La Chofis when, when uh, Ronaldo was sold to, 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 to Juventus. You know, obviously they couldn't afford him. Even with all the money that they got from the, from the Ronaldo deal, they just couldn't afford, they couldn't afford La Chofis. So that's where, I I I I am uh, actually at a gas. I have to get gas. So you have to like give me like 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 20 30 seconds.
1: 20
0: 30 I, I seconds to, yeah. to to get gas and kolaches. So I, I will uh, I I will be, I, I well, okay, get kolaches and gas. I'm not going to lie. Uh, 30 seconds seems I like right very back. little time. <laughs> well, I I'm, I'm going to do it very quickly. I'm going to do it very quickly. Okay. Uh, I'll be right
1: back. 30 sec I I will hold the 4 40- for those still listening, or, or anyone listening, um, so we had, we had Copa MX today, uh, so the results was Chivas beat. I, I don't even know the name of that team. <laughs> uh, but they won their second straight game. And then, uh, Pumas lost to Atlas, and oh yeah, it was Cimarrones. marrones. She was she was beat Cimarrones. marrones. You know, it's a little bit confusing because that that team's uh, mascot is it's also it's a goat. It looks more like a ram. It, it kept it kept confusing me. Um, Here go um Copa Copa MX results for today. So Lobos blew up was and they lost two Mineros. And that was that was the other match. Yeah, that was three three games for today. And then um I'll just talk about Pumas and uh they seem to have um Relapsed. They had a very good season last, last year. Uh, but then this year they started off with a defeat. I mean, not a defeat. They, they, uh, they failed to beat Veracruz at home. And, uh, Veracruz's team expected to be relegated. Uh, the owner was having problems p- paying the players. It, it's just one of those teams that they they always seem to be hanging by a thread. And, and it's a team that if it's like almost the three points it's like a given three points if you're hosting them but what what makes them what was was made them um interesting is, is their coach. So they managed to lure in Siboldi uh, and Siboldi is the guy that he led Santos to a league title. And not only did he lead Santos to a title, he pretty much tactically Tactically outplayed all the teams that, that they, they, they faced during Liguilla. So, I mean, Siboldi is, is someone to look after. He's, he's upcoming coach and he's, he's already proving, um, he's proving to, to be the real deal, man. I, I, I think if he, he should land one of the, one of the top Mexico teams or, or even even end up abroad. He's he's that. I, I think he's he's promising to be that good. It seems like John is back.
0: Okay, I'm back. How oh, did you? uh Yes. Did you share any, any any deep dark secrets with, with I our did. audience
1: while that was going? I, I was talking about I was talking about Pumas how they seem to have relapsed because they tied they tied with a at home, which is a team that you one would assume the three points. You know, it's it's. They the, did, the,
0: but they, they got a great performance by their young goalkeeper, who a lot of people are now saying is going to be a, a future superstar.
1: Oh that nice
0: yeah. yeah so yes yes it was it was it was a difficult uh a difficult draw to swallow They did have a goal disallowed by the video review but uh but the star of that show was the uh, the young uh, the young goalkeeper uh, who uh, who uh, did uh did, did did perform very nicely in that game and it was the star of the show frankly so uh it was it, yeah. was, it, was, it was it was disappointing i i don't think pumas I mean, they're certainly not going to get 30 points like they did uh, in, in the last season. I think, I mean, I think if Pumas if, if can make it to 22, 23 points, that'll be a good season. For, I mean, I hate to say this, this will be a good season for them uh, as long as they avoid the uh, seasons in the, uh, you know, in, in with uh, totals in the in, in the teens. Then that should be good. If they make the Liga, yeah, it'll be a pleasant surprise because I, I just don't think that Pumas has the they don't have the horses to be able to compete, um, at least in the second in the second half of the season with the uh, with the rest of the guy, Meki. So we'll see what happens. But I, I just I, I am not expecting big things from Pumas this time around. And, you know they, they play a very predictable style, and it's a very direct style. So it's it, it, it's not anything. They don't have anybody on that team that the other team you know quakes in their boots thinking about. So. You know, hopefully I'm wrong, but I just don't see Pumas. Uh, I, I think Pumas is going to be one of the, kind of like Chivas was last year, where, you know, every like in the last couple of weeks, everything has to go right for them in order to qualify for the Liga. you know, depending on other results. And I just don't think that those results are going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, it's not. Um, but, you know, and I was, I was mentioning the, the thing about about um, Veracruz is that they managed to land Roger Dante Siboldi. Yes. And, and he is proving to be one of the best coaches in League IMX. So, yeah, I mentioned how when he led Santos to the league championship, he pretty much out-coached every team that he that he faced, which is um, pretty impressive. Um, Given it's, it's pretty much his first, you know, he's just started, starting and, and, and to get the result with a team like Veracruz, uh, you know, with this lacking funds, the team seems to be hanging by a thread. I think it, to me, it speaks highly of, of his capacity. So I, I could see him ending up in a bigger Liga MX team or, or, or even going abroad.
0: No, he had a really good, uh, like you said, a good campaign with Santos. Was fired unceremoniously after a, a locker room altercation. Remember, so and, and he was the one that uh, they ended up letting go. And he never, you know, I don't, you know, we'll never hear, you know how I always say the players say, un día todos sabrán la verdad. No one's ever going to know what really happened. But after this, after this altercation, he was the one that ended up being, let go. So you think that after something like that, that he would be not blackballed, but you know, people would be hesitant to hire him again as a head coach. Obviously, Veracruz, uh, they're in a dire situation because their percentage uh, they're just frankly doesn't look good. But the reality is, is that we don't know what's going on with promotion relegation because if a team that doesn't... Uh, Have the, the the prerequisites to even play in Liga Mekis, but a cruise stays up, provided that they pay whatever it is that they have to pay to the team that wins the Ascenso. It, as long as they don't have the uh, the prerequisite needs to uh, the basic. Requirements in, a, in order for them to play in first division, but yeah. he's a
1: very good coach. Yeah, he might not save them, but I, I see him like overall, he's gonna have them overperforming and just complicate things for a lot of teams. Uh, so I could see him doing that, which I hope it does. It shouldn't tarnish his record, you know, just because people know what he what he's dealing with. Um, Right Veracruz there. is
0: one of those teams Joel, that, you know, they should do better. I mean, I know that they have a really questionable front office where, you know, you have to wonder about the decisions that they make. But, you know, they have a really great fan base. The, the stadium is almost always, you know, pretty packed. It is hotter than hell in Veracruz and in extremely humid. So you would think that when you, when you have that, a combination of those tangibles, they would have one hell of a good home field advantage. But unfortunately for Veracruz, it doesn't seem to work out that way, you know, for, for reasons, for other extra cancha reasons that, that we all know about, with, at least with the ownership situation, et cetera. So definitely, definitely a team to keep an eye on. Veracruz. And, and really the only way that they save themselves aside from the crazy whatever it is that Liga Mekis is doing about promotion relegation is if Lobo's WAP just has an absolutely horrific which frankly could very could very well happen. Yeah. They just but completely I, go in the tank.
1: I but I think they have someone like like um La Puente He's he's part of the uh he's like a general manager. And he's an old wolf, you know? Right. When it comes to League IMX. And, and they did they did get a result this week, if I'm not mistaken.
0: They beat Santos.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> uh I think Santos stock could be going down. Uh they've just been selling and selling. Is about to catch up to them, you know, selling off so much talent. Uh, so I think Santos' stock is is going down and uh, Chivo's stock going up. Uh, but, but the relegation, you know, we haven't talked about about the relegation battle.
0: Well, like I said, I mean, Veracruz is, they're so far down, I mean, the the closest team to them is, is Lobos Bop. But Lobos Bop, you know, every time they win or lose, their their multiplier is different than Veracruz. So if, if, if Lobos, I mean, Lobos Bop would have to...
1: Okay, I, I have it, John. Here. Veracruz uh, is in 18th place. Uh, Puebla is 17th. Querétaro, 16th. Yeah,
0: but how many points? I, Difference.
1: Between Atlas and Veracruz. between Puebla and Veracruz. Yeah.
0: Uh, Twenty. Exactly. Yeah. That's half a season.
1: Snap. Yeah, and and uh, so Veracruz, Puebla, Querétaro, Atlas, and then Lobos. And yeah, Lobos is in fourteenth. So, I, I think that was very smart getting, bringing in uh, the Winston Wolf there La Puente and then um, so yeah, it looks like it's going to be between wow, quite quite the uphill battle for Mr. Siboldi <laughs> I mean, it's going to be next to impossible
0: but like I said you know, we don't necessarily, I mean we, we keep hearing rumors that, that promotion relegation is being suspended for two years. And they're saying that there might be nineteen teams in the big Who knows what's gonna happen? They haven't really made it you know, they haven't really made it clear as far as how, how it's gonna play out. So you, maybe that's what Veracruz is counting on. That regardless of how they do, they're still gonna be in League I So they're planning for the future by getting this to the
1: Yeah. 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 I, I think uh, they did say that. They did. They did talk about suspending the the relegation, and then and then they haven't really much talked about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, they want they want twenty teams.
1: That would make sense. You know, I I would.
0: In, in you're make use.
1: I would be up for that, just 'cause that means more Mexican talent on the field and uh, I feel there are some some venues capable and, and teams capable of, of building competitive teams um, Absolutely
0: love, yeah Yeah, you know, I mean well, I mean it would be nice. I mean I know that there are teams that Liga MX would absolutely love to be the two teams that uh, that the, that that fill out the uh, the twenty team roster. You know, I mean, uh, Atlético San Luis, whom, if I'm not mistaken, already won the uh, Apertura, so they're already in the uh, Ascenso final. And they love the So out of out of those three.
1: Yeah, last two there, John. I was saying that this
0: excuse me I'm I'm chowing down on a Kalachi.
1: No
0: big I Mekis uh once to to twenty teams. But um I guarantee you that, that they're 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 targeting a handful of teams to fill out the the fill out the roster. They would, would be thrilled to have them and they already won the ascenso in the apertura. So they're in the final ascenso. So they're gonna play for a chance to make promotion. The other team that they would love to have back is of course Udege, just because they have such a huge fan base in Guadalajara. And then in my opinion, the third one will get Atlanta just because of the tradition that they had, and because Cancun, and I don't know how many times I've said it, Cancun is incredibly important to Mexico in the future. belief
1: yeah, it's a good venue that that I think hasn't been exploited.
0: There's no reason why Cancun can't put a you know a thirty thirty five thousand seat stadium very close to the zona Otalela. They make it like a destination game for other for other teams' fans too. I mean, how cool would that be, Juan? Juan, well, given the chance to go see Chivas, would you rather go see Chivas in Chiapas or in Cancun?
1: One uh, and yeah, I think Cancun. It seems the more attractive venue. Um, Chabas, I guess, if you know where you're going in in Oaxaca, but I think overall it's it's not that far from Mexico City. I think that's that's one of the things that makes it such a great venue, you know, uh, just the road the road game. You could have right. a lot yeah. of fans, you know, all the Mexico City fans of, of teams like like um, you know Pumas, Cruz Azul, America all making trips going into Cancun for, for you know, like a weekend match.
0: Exactly. And you play the game at, you know, it's 7 o'clock on Saturday night. So you go see your team play, and then you can go to the disco afterwards and then take care of your hangover the next day on the beach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of these guys, they organize. You know, they have, like, a bus, and they, they everybody right. pays, and... And they, they do the road trip on the bus. You don't need to go on your car. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's some of the stuff that makes some of these rivalries, uh, you know, some of these matchups so good that, you know, you're, the closeness of it and, and that you're able to, to go and and have this atmosphere in the stadium. So I think a lot of times it's lacking, you know. You, right. You I get, mean, that, you
0: know, that, that's why when we had uh, – well, we had Tom Marshall on the show, you know, he is, he, he cannot understand how a city the size of Mexico City only has three clubs, and all three of them are within, what, four miles of each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and those are the only ones with, like, a big rivalry, but, uh, you know, that's why a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, I feel that's why there's not that much bigger rivalries with, within uh, Liga MX. Uh, a lot of times when you see the fans, the rival fans they're from the same city. they didn't right. exactly travel they're like when you see all the Americanistas at the zombie life they're from guadalajara they not that many came from from the f right you you and and well, I mean, vice the versa. Is so, and
0: no, Chilango would be cut
1: then. Let's be honest. <laughs> and and also vice versa, you know, uh, just that doesn't happen as much. You don't you don't see it as much as in like I'll say like in England and Argentina where where it's a big thing to to go to the away game, you know, especially for the for for the um uh, for the porra for the for the right. for the ultra for the group. Uh, and, and, and a lot of times the team would pay for, for, for the Porra to, you know, they would, they would pay their, their trip.
0: Now, now, one team that does travel well like that is Tegas. Uh, you know, they've, they've had caravans. I mean, I remember they've, they've, had, they've had stadium invasions. Uh, you know, recently when Chivas was playing poorly, I know you're going to say which time. But you know they would go and invade the the zombie life, and then have you know five six guys. And then people coming from from Monterrey, because you know as we all know, there's no Tigres fans outside of Monterrey, so they're not going to pop up in Guadalajara like they do America fans or Pumas fans, etc. But uh, but it, it does happen, although 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 rare rare is it is. and uh Joel, our, our 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 pick last year to win it all Cruz Azul started off slowly uh, they tied uh Puebla 1-1 but i do think that at the end of the day Cruz Azul will be one of the teams that is competing for the championship and 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 the uh, defending champions America for whatever reason they didn't get to play their, they didn't play their game against Nacaxa. Uh Liga one wanted to go soft on them because for whatever reason they just
1: didn't play. Yeah they, they 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 brought in uh four national national team caliber players. Cruz Azul, you know and and their their talking point was solutions. That's that was what Belay said. He said he wanted he wanted Caixinha to have you know, a bench where what type of players that they could resolve uh, some of the games and and I, I do think these guys are going to work out I, I think in the long run uh, Cruz Azul will make the league and, and they will be candidates once again I mean, they they did lose to America, but it wasn't that bad, you know, They, I think I think um, Piojo, Piojo got the best of Kaxinya because cause that one first match was pretty even. I I think Kaxinya got it wrong in in the second game and. and
0: what ended up happening was that Cruz Azul didn't put their chances in, and América did. I mean that's that that's what yeah. it all boiled down to.
1: Yeah, but 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 you know some of the attitude in the players. Uh, for me, you, you could just tell that America wanted it more, you know? Um, it's true. I
0: mean, and, then, and then even in that second leg, uh, you know, once America got the goal, uh, Cruz Azul just could not... I mean, they they, they, they couldn't even, you know, get, a, get a, an attempt on goal, much less, you know, much less a goal. So it was... Uh, I mean, America definitely... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll play them and I'll coach them from the minute they got the goal and then the second goal after that was going to be academic that we're going to get and was we'll able to get both of them as as he is well on his way to uh, becoming another uh, another Capitan Furia for uh, for two America you know it's funny people always want to trash him for the, the, the performance that he had in the World Cup but I mean, dude was, what, 20 years old? And he played how many games in the World Cup? And, you know, 90% of the time that he played, he played really well. He had he had a couple of mistakes that happens. But, you know, the future is definitely very bright still for, for him. And, uh, you know, he's another one that if he does end up moving to Europe, you know, don't go to, you know, the La Liga Jupiter. Go, you know, go to La Liga and uh, do, well, do well there. But well, big news uh, this week, yesterday.
1: what is the big news? We
0: had all, we had all uh, figured it would happen. Uh, nothing was ever made official until yesterday, but uh, Gerardo Tata Martino, Argentine, former coach of Paraguay, former coach of Barcelona, is now taking on the biggest challenge of his life. By and having to deal with the Mexican press. No, but he's, he's, he was named the, the Mexican national team coach. Uh, another another, uh, uh, you know, very decent, very plum job for, for Tata Martino, a job where the pressure to perform, by the very nature of the region in which Mexico plays, is going to be very, very, very high. However, I will say this, and I do believe that the fact that he is from Argentina gives him a little more leeway and flexibility in as far as getting certain results. So... His, his leash will be a lot longer than it would be for, for other coaches. And if they do give him the option of, of coaching beyond 2022, which I believe they have, and if, if by some miracle he stays on uh, through 2022, then uh, it, it, it will have turned out to be a very good hire for Mexico. Now, I don't think that there's uh, one coach or another that can transform Mexico overnight. blah, 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 The task at hand for Tata Martino is to find the next group of young players and find them quickly in order for Mexico to compete in the upcoming World Cup qualifiers and then the 2022 World Cup. And the 2026 World Cup. So that, that that is what is what is ahead of him. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before. Yet Mexico does have a good group of young players, but the group of young players that they have are not playing in Europe. They're playing in Mexico. So well, I think we're gonna we're gonna see the the next base of Mexico's World Cup team is not gonna be based in Europe like the like the team was in 2014, 2018 it's going to be a team that's going to be based in in Liga de And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. Uh, I'm not sure why, but Liga de even among Mexicans, seems to not rate very highly. And frankly, I think that that judgment is misplaced. I'm not saying that Mexico is is the Premier League, but Mexico is a lot better than eighty percent of the European leagues, and there's not there's no dot in my mind
1: yeah yeah i I think um I think as far as finding finding these new players, I think that's part of what like took I was doing so I, I would expect to see more of the same like group that had been called up um but but I, I I still think he's inheriting a fairly young squad. I mean, th- there is still a lot of players that are, 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 you know, one have one one World Cup left in them.
0: Well, I mean, let's let's look at that. So. You know, of, you know of the players that are playing in Europe right now. You know that we're looking at uh, players that could potentially play in, 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 in Qatar. I think we're looking at Raúl Jiménez, who is having just a, an outstanding season at Wolves and, and, and proving to the world that, that he can. Not only can he play, he can hang. And, and he's he, he's not just you know he's not just scoring against Scunthorpe United. I mean, this dude's hanging goals on the big boys. He scored against Chelsea, he scored against Liverpool in the FA Cup just this just yesterday as a matter of fact, and a great goal you know you know to it It's not like he's just uh, you know getting in the way of the ball and then bouncing off of him and going in he's, he's, he's playing really well and he, he he is a playmaker he's a goal scorer, he is someone that can, that knows how to hold the ball He, he is becoming a, a, an all around excellent striker he's going to make himself a lot of money after this season. So we have Raul, we have Chucky, who, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes will probably be moving on from Einhoven. Hoven. And the guy going is going to make a good chunk of money on him. And we have, have Suscoron who, again, has moved, by the way, moved the wing back, oil. and not not playing forward, but but, but playing the Miguel Ayun role for, for – uh, for and doing very well so those are the, uh, the, the those are the three players see and there it is three players so three players playing in Europe uh, relatively oh and of not set for he
1: he broke up so right four, there four
0: uh, outfielders
1: four outfielders
0: well so there's four outfield players that are playing in Europe the reality European-based, like it has been in the past, and, that, and that's the biggest task facing Tata uh, is finding those gaps. You know, who's going to be? Who's going to be in his midfield? Who's going to pair with Salcedo? Who are going to be his wingbacks? Who's going to be, you know, is Ochoa still going to be the keeper? There's, he, he, he has, you know, this isn't just, uh, you know, this isn't what Piojo walked into or even Osorio where the team was already done. You know, Osorio really didn't, you know, out, out of maybe who Gallardo, who did Osorio bring on that, that, that didn't already play or hadn't already played on the national team? Nobody. His team was already made. He knew what players he was going to bring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that I, one had that luxury.
1: No, but but I I don't think I, I'm looking at the region. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that difficult, you know. Um. Uh, and then there's there's still. Uh, you have a team like Panama that is much older. I expect Panama to be stock to drop. Um, I think Canada is, is going to be a bit more competitive, but not to that point where the, where you know Mexico has anything to worry about. Same with U.S. I expect them to be more competitive, but but this, they're still a very young team. Uh, some of their more iconic players like um, Dempsey, and Bradley, they're pretty much on their way out. Uh, so you know they're they're depending on 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 on, on their new stars like Pulisic who's still very young, you know. Um, and and then Costa Rica, which is a bit of a coin toss. There, uh, they have they have um, Matosas, and I know he's going to be compared to Pinto. Uh, at least expectations, you know of. of and what Pinto was able to achieve with that team, and and I don't think Matosas is going to be able to live up to that. And and I, I just don't see Costa Rica right now having a team with with some of that talent that that the other guy had.
0: Well, you know, Matosas is going to have to go through what uh, what Martino's going to go through is uh, you know a generational change. I mean, Costa Rica had great success. At the 2014 World Cup, with 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 the best generation of players that they have ever had, and you know they won a very different little group. They uh, got a little lucky in the round of sixteen; they got to play Greece, which you know they took care of business. You know, it's it's one thing to get the luck; it's another thing to it's another thing to see it through. And uh, they came very close to, to beating Holland in the uh, in the quarterfinals, but I think you know the reality set in for them. Well, I shouldn't say that the. Uh, no no one was going to be surprised by Costa Rica in the 2018 World Cup and and we saw that with their yeah you know the game that they absolutely had to have which was the game against uh the game against Serbia they ended up losing and uh you know that was uh the, you know that was a fortune for them but you know they're going to go through a generational change just like Mexico you know i, I think Honduras is a team that's going to be uh, you know, more on the rise. Uh, you know, they're going to be, you know, trending upward, uh, like like you said, and I agree with you. I think Panama will be trending downward, and I think Costa Rica will also be trending downward. But uh, but Panama and and Honduras will be trending upward. So I think that if if uh, if it's still a 32 team tournament for the World Cup, I would say that the, the favorites out of Concacaf to make that right now. Are uh, Mexico, the U.S., Canada, and Honduras, but then, and Costa Rica would probably make the uh, the repechaje. Actually, I'm sorry, it's it's, it's, it's half teams. So. Yeah, so someone's going to someone's going to sit it out. So we'll see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Well, um, despite generational change, I think, I, I think Tata is uh, still the core group of, of Mexico. I think he's still inheriting, uh, you know, a very strong core group where he can still count on, uh, on, a, on goalkeepers like, like Corona and, and, Memo um, Choa, And, and he still has defenders like Hector Moreno. You know so El there, Layuna's is still going to be there, and he's going into and he's going into um qualifiers for the, for the next two years. He still has this pretty good group that he could rely on and and not just exactly um, what you say he could count on and not just rely on on youth right well, what and he does? So have... I, is a very
0: strong uh spinal call you know you know a call because he has as you pointed out good goalkeeping with either Ochoa or corona or you know the the kid at uh, at chivas or even La Hood. <clears throat> he has a very strong central defender carlos salcedo he'll have a very strong midfielder with Edson álvarez and he has an, an extremely strong very versatile forward and Raúl Jiménez. You know, you know those four. Those are the four players he's going to. He's going to hang, build the rest of the team around. I mean, Raúl Jiménez, in my opinion, is 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 is, is finally showing the the, the the is living up to the potential that, that he has shown for for five years. Just just playing phenomenally well. You know, he's he's not a tronco by any means at all has excellent ball control great vision you know score with the right or the left or the head or you know whatever you know he's not just a one trick pony and is proving his metal and, and on, on the absolute biggest stage there is in, in world football League. and doing and doing well doing and, and and he has you know Wolves which you know anytime wolverhampton makes the premier league they're there for Maybe a year, or two at the most, a yeah, the you know, they're they're relegated They're in like at sixth place. You know, they're battling for Europe, and it's you know, I think that you you, you could put a huge chunk of that uh, success on, on 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 the shoulders of Gravikinis. That's what I believe.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know. And Aaron just, just I would say, continue with that. But I think I, I do think he Mexico should be favorites going into the Gold Cup. So I, I could see him, I, I could see him winning that tournament.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, we talked about this last week, Coy, and, and I do think that uh, the Gold Cup will be the the this generation's. Uh, Final rodeo for, for a lot of them. Uh, you know, the, the, the Giovannis and the Chicharitos and the Carlos Velas and that whole gang. I think they'll play this Gold Cup and it'll be, you know, out of those three, maybe Chicharito makes it to the World Cup. You know, I have my doubts, but maybe.
1: Do you don't think Bella would make like it? Carlos I just don't know what position he would play Well, I mean He's 29 He'll be like 32 Which is uh, I wouldn't say old If he's in top condition uh, You know If he's in top condition I could see him I could see him being valuable assets uh, I'll
0: give you a
1: I'll give you a bit You have Jonathan you know, Jonathan de Santos, who, uh, Martino already, and this from his time in Barcelona, Um well he's 28. So he'll be about the same. They'll be in their early 30s, so I think for them to be at the, you know, at the World Cup, they would just have to be in, in, you know, doing really well. Just, just playing at the top of the game.
0: Right. Um, well, I don't think that uh, that they would be starters, but but they would be great. Guys. You know, they, they, they give Mexico something that they just never had at a World Cup. and That's depth.
1: Yeah, experience. How, having
0: that... point when 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 uh, the Gallito had to sit out for suspension against Holland. Who did who did, who did who was who was the, the next man up? for Piojo at that position. It was Carlos Alcido. And again, nothing against Carlos, but there were... You know, how many options did, did Mexico have at the defensive midfield position at that time?
1: Yeah, yeah, he wasn't... He was supposed to be uh, your boy... Um, Chaton. Um, Chaton, but... Uh, Enriquez, what was it? Like, yeah. Jorge, yeah, Jorge
0: Enriquez.
1: And... and uh, he, he just fell from grace pretty hard, man. Um, but yeah, you're right in having having some of these players, and if they're at the top of the game, and with, with just woke-up experience it, it would be good. I, I don't think Guardado will make it. You know, no, he, won't
0: it. He, won't
1: it. <laughs> he will make. He will make the goalkeepers can just because goalkeepers. Right. So so yeah, well, Guardado, and, is, uh,
0: Guardado is uh, is a shell of his form. So. Just, I can't even remember the last time he took a shot i mean it' it's been it's been a long time
1: yeah um but but i i see them still being uh pretty valuable assets sure i could certainly
0: i could certainly see that, but like i said I think that uh that those guys would, would 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 probably come off the bench. It's uh, just, just, you know, because of their... I mean, I mean they're going to have to play at an extremely high level for the next three years in order for them to, to be considered. So we'll see how that, uh, how that plays
1: out. Yeah, with, with Bella, I feel that he's the type of player that if he enjoys himself, he plays at his best. And I think just because how comfortable he is at LAFC... Uh, I could see him maintaining that.
0: He has played very, you know, well. Played
1: very well. So, so, so I just hope he he keeps his motivation because that's sometimes that's the more difficult, you know, the motivation. And for Vella he he might not just care, you know. He's he's done it all, and he's that's that's been like the disappointment of a lot of the fans that he never seemed to. Be motivated to want to want to do more, uh, and and you know, Mexico fans have expected more from him, just because they know of of the type of talent he has and what he's capable of doing.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just it's such a it's such a kick <laughs> in the nuts uh, to, to Mexico fans. <laughs> yeah, when you have a guy like that, you know, playing at, at his very best, and because of some stupid snit that the Mexican food had with him and he had with Femex food that he wasn't able to to, to play, or they, he didn't, rather, play at the World Cup in Brazil, which just, to this day, is just like, really? But you're right, though. I mean, you know, you know, maybe he didn't want to, you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. And it's just such a, you know, you. you I mean, you look at that team and go, man, if they had, I don't want to ever want to play, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But there's no doubt in my mind that a player like Carlos Vela would have been able to, you know, resolve games like like a Holland game and then a quarterfinal and then subsequent uh, so you know, just you know, they, they could have gone a long way with him, I think. Yeah, yeah. As well as he was playing that season,
1: he was the, he was the
0: third player in the La Liga that year.
1: Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He definitely was. Um, yeah, he just he just didn't like. You know, he he just never really cared too much for the pressure of of playing in big teams. You know, he's he's he always just seemed like
0: well, he only pressure, played right?
1: soccer because he's he's, cause of how talented he is. <laughs> he's like, given a choice, you would have probably chosen some other sport. Right. Yeah, it's just. Uh, well, you're. ¿Ya you te vas, ahead. I have to head to work, man. Um, but what is it today man we're heading into Wednesday yes
0: it's already Wednesday where I
1: am pretty soon match week two of Liga MX uh, and Chivas goes up against Cruz Azul and I think that's going to be a little better indicator of where Chivas is uh, with a match like that I'm gonna tell the Chi hermanos, don't worry if there's uh you know, a fracaso right there just because Cruz Azul is a stronger team, uh so don't don't lose motivation. Uh it's it's uh you know, the season is young. Just just worry about about how the team does against the rivals that that they can beat, you know, like the Lobos in the Veracruces. If they can't beat those, then yeah, we have no business in Liguilla. I mean,
0: that's how Dumas that's how made it into Liguilla last time. Yeah. They beat you the teams to... they were supposed to. Yeah. You got a handful of results against the teams that, you know, either the outcome of victory was definitely in doubt. You know? Yes, sir. So it, it's definitely, like you said, all you, all you need is 26 points.
1: Twenty six, yeah, that's the that's the magic number, and um, who who does Pumas face, uh, Yon? Uh,
0: they, uh, they, I'm not sure. Uh, it, might, it might. No, it's not going to be Atlas. I anyway, mean, can't
1: remember who it is.
0: But uh, yeah, Pumas. Uh, I, I just don't see that. I just don't think Pumas is gonna amount to much this year unfortunately it makes Liga mekis much much less interesting for me to watch when Pumas is doing and I have to admit one of my one of my 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 secret joys is when in our in our in our private chitter twat uh chat group that we have Yes. On, on, Sunday, on Sunday afternoon, after a Pumas win, when I just say Pumas, with two <laughs> exclamation points, I don't, to, I don't have to say anything else. It's. Uh, I just don't think I'm going to get to. I'm going to get to type that out as much. as coming. Oh soon. man.
1: Well, it's Necaxa, your Necaxa. You guys
0: will
1: be. You guys will be visiting Necaxa, and I think that. Yeah, that Pumas too soils
0: themselves when they play in Aguascalientes. <laughs>
1: Not a good venue for that. Oh, man. Okay, well, that, that should be... That should tell us a little bit more if if Pumas went into remission or if it was just a slip-up. Um,
0: well, hopefully, it'll be just know, a slip-up.
1: It was just a slip-up and they'll have a chance to get Let's back on track. And uh, America, the defending champions, their match was postponed. Uh so. Yes, postponed. But, but, we, we didn't, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk much about America, but we, the past shows, we've, we've filled them with praise. I think
0: we've uh, talked enough about America. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's much we to be made. said.
0: Have you ever seen that that scene in Silkwood where she gets contaminated and they're like hosing <laughs> her off, you know? No. That's what we have to do every every episode after we pray anything we'll have to we'll have to hose our just hose off and go into the contamination room
1: Go into can't get, get it all off of yes yeah. yeah no but 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 yeah no seriousness they are they I think they are also candidates, a lot of people can see them winning back to back titles, and yeah I, I wouldn't I, I would say that's very possible.
0: Um Oye, so boy, if you if you if you your kid tells you papiara oh, america, le voy, le voy america. I mean I mean you, whatnot what your first your first reaction be I mean,
1: fuchi! No, fuchi fuchi. No <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one man. I don't I would probably fail I, I I failed him as a parent. I would say <laughs> I don't know that would be tough
0: that would be tough that, that would that would be a hard, yeah, boy, that is you know what you'd have to do what? you'd have to just drive him to the uh to your former neighbor, just drop him off at backquiista there he
1: is with the...
0: Yeah, your former neighbor that had the uh glue America logo you know, the, the, the house could, could have been falling apart more, but the curb, the curb, the curbside cake had a <laughs> that left, logo.
1: That left quite the impression on you, Jon. Uh, well, it just cracked me up. It, 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 it,
0: like This house is completely <laughs> falling apart. But damn it, if this curb doesn't look good with that. Well,
1: yeah, for those that don't know, Yon um, uh, was in LA. We were going to go watch a Selección game. Um, at the Coliseum, and and he and he, uh, he came to pick me up, and and my neighbor I live uh, around the block from my house. He has it's um, a big America fan, and he has in his front porch the America flag. He has it hanging, and, and the in the where where the people paint their house address his his America. The logo and the colors. Yeah, it's a big Americanista fan, that guy. And there's another one around there. And he has like a truck that he collects scrap metal with and the whole truck is painted is painted like like America. Yeah. The whole the whole truck. I haven't seen it. I I kinda regret taking a picture.
0: Is it just painted in America colors, or is he using the pattern of of, of what I hate logo. to say is is one of the one of the greatest soccer shirts in history? Yeah, they have like the blue with the yellow and the blue and the yellow. Yes, that would be badass. That's, no, that's it how is. He painted his truck?
1: Yeah, it has the pattern of one of the jerseys. It has <laughs> and the logo. I don't know if it's in the door or in the front of the hood, but I, I, if I see it, I'll, I'll take a picture. I regret not. Taking a picture when they had the chance.
0: You know, the, the fact that they don't use that uniform more, frankly, shocks me. Because, because when, when I think of the America that I truly despise and hate, like, like AmeriCat its had said it's heyday, was when they wore that uniform. And they don't wear it anymore. It's like, how can you not wear that uniform anymore? It was like, it's so emblematic of of, of, of who they are and, and what, as fans of other teams, just, just grew to just really despise them was when they wore it. Goofy ass uniform, but it, I mean it's a, it's iconic. It works.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah memo, I remember when memo was
0: with America kind and came and his 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 uh, his uh, goalie jersey was, was was done in that
1: in that pattern. I know uh, I
0: can't not the colors, but the you know, pattern.
1: I'm gonna say I can't. It was cold. It
0: Great. It looked great. Well. It's like it's like it's like it's like it's just Corona. I think has earned a Cruz Azul the right to wear a Miguel Marin sweater. But <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of like you know the the 58. at San if you're good enough to wear 58, then here you go. If you're good enough well, to wear Marin sweater, here you
1: go. No, but the the 58, and I know Borghetti made it, but the 58 was because cause even Benjamin Galindo wore 58. And that was oh, a yeah, um, but I'm talking it was about a radio Santos, station. 58. Yeah, it was a radio station and they La would Pantera? I forgot but it was a Mexican radio station and that was their it was 58 and they would that's how they would promote. It was a kind of a smart way to promote, you know, to to oh, yeah. get on to get on the team and and promote it without paying, you know, they would just pay the player and so a lot of the teams would have a number 58. Uh, they would have a f- number 58 in the team. And I remember for a while, um, I think it was Benja, they would wear the 58 in Chivas. But a couple teams would have it. But that was a radio station promotion. Well, how did he make that 58? He made it his favorite. own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of teams ended up cracking cracking down on that. You know, like, yeah, we're not going to let you do that no more. <laughs> so it stopped. Either that or the station just went off air. Well, bueno, John, I have to sign off right here.
0: All right, Joel, well, it was good to have you on. It was good to have everybody on. Yeah, here in the Cantina Makes podcast. I, uh, for those of you that were on the chat, I would have loved to have chatted with you since I'm driving. I figured y'all wanted to keep my eyes on the road, which is what we did here in the Cantina Makes podcast. But Juanes, uh, I'm well, very, very glad that you were able to join me here on my on my drive back home. I apologize for interrupting the middle of our show so I can get some uh, some delicious
1: and nutritious. Always kolaches. delicious. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, and you know, shame, shame on on Chicky's for, 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 for trashing my colaches. Oh.
1: So,
0: you know, we're trying to get
1: sponsors, Chicky. That's, that's not how you get a sponsor. Yeah, bad job, Chicky.
0: You, know, you know, just want to know that, that, that the opinions of Chicky's do not necessarily reflect the opinions of us or this podcast. <laughs> well, have a, have a good week. Have a good rest of your week. And, uh, we, thank we'll you. will talk to you uh, next time. Thank yeah. you. And thank you, audience, for listening here on the Cantina Methods Podcast, our little our little late-night drive-by, gentlemen's agreement version of the Cantina Methods Podcast. Always uh, good to have you guys listen to us. Again, you can listen to us live, uh, usually on Thursday nights, occasionally with minutes notice like we did tonight during Tuesday. Or you can uh, download us uh, from iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes and also on Google Play, and this will be automatically downloaded onto your device of your choice. Mm-hmm. So we do appreciate it. You. Again, my name is John Jagu. We will talk to you again uh, very soon. Rest of your week. We will talk to you later. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Good night, John. Hang on. Hang on. All right, all right.